The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. There are certain Bible characters that it's very easy to pick on, and Peter, I think, heads that list. I'm sure glad my life is not written on the pages of Holy Scripture for everyone to examine because the truth is none of us could hold a candle uh, to the Apostle Peter. What a, what a true follower of Christ and a, a servant of the Lord. And yet, like all of us, he had his faults, he had his failures, he had his weaknesses. And he's a reminder that God uses broken people, that people may fail the Lord, but the Lord doesn't fail them. And in fact, oftentimes, out of their failure comes their greatest ministry. I bring you in our journey with Jesus to Mark chapter 14 today where the Bible says in verse 53, And they led Jesus away to the high priest. And with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. And Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Now you remember, all of the disciples had forsaken Christ in verse 50. All of the disciples, not just Peter. All of them had fled. And all of them have scattered. And so before you're too quick to say shame on Peter, the reality is that at least he's still interested. There's something awake in his conscience. There's something stirring in his soul. You know, when a man has been near to Christ, he may let sin in, but the Holy Spirit won't leave him alone. He may come at some distance to Christ, but he knows. He knows in his heart and mind that he needs to be nearer to God. I really think that's what's going on here. Peter is interested enough to want to be there, and yet he's not nearly as close as he ought to be. Now, when you stay there, it always gets worse. When you come down in the same chapter to verse number 66, the Bible says, And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there cometh one of the maids of the high priest, and when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again, and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely... Thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. And the second time the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. Could I remind you who's writing these words? It's John Mark. And you'll remember that According to what we know from Mark's life, he became a protege, a, a younger follower alongside an older disciple by the name of Simon Peter, which means that Mark very likely is pinning things that Peter has personally told him. Now, this is an amazing account of what took place on the night of our Lord's arrest, his betrayal by Judas, and now his denial by the one disciple that said he would never forsake him. Would you notice the, the progression that takes place here? Maybe we should say the digression because sin never gets better, it always gets worse. 
It started in Peter's life, first of all, when the Bible says that he followed afar off in verse 54. I wonder, are you as close to Jesus as you should be? Are you as close to Jesus as you used to be? I doubt any of us are as close as we want to be. But the reality is, when you start to take a step back, you're headed in the wrong direction. There are people, no doubt, listening to me right now that once were much closer to Christ, much more passionate about prayer and hungry for the Word and involved in church, and you've taken a step back. Would you stop? Stop right where you are and repent and say, Lord, I want to come close to Jesus. I want to be a near follower. Even an inner circle disciple like Peter can follow afar off. And so that's the first step downward. And then secondly, the Bible says that he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. So now, not only is he at some distance from Christ, now he's getting near to the ungodly. He's in the very presence of the people who are about to crucify Christ. He's doing something to his conscience, you see. He's getting nearer and nearer to evil. That's the way it always works. That's why the Bible says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. We're living in an age when everybody wants to get as close to sin and the world as they possibly can without toppling over the edge. Oh, my brother, my sister, run from it. Get as far away from it as you possibly can. After a while, you get used to it. You get used to the darkness. Uh, The Old Testament parallel to this is Lot, who moved into Sodom, who pitched his tent in that direction. Before you realize it, things are coming out of his mouth. He never thought he would say. And so it is with Simon Peter. So first he follows afar off, then he gets near to those who are not near to Christ, and then the Bible says he begins to deny. In fact, he doesn't do it once or twice, he does it three times. Did you notice that the cock crew each time? Uh, We say before the cock crows three times, you'll deny me thrice, but the reality is uh, that this, or before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice, the reality is Uh, that the cock was crowing earlier in his denial. In fact, the very first time he denies, the rooster crows. Uh, Don't you think that was a reminder from the Lord? Uh, That was the Holy Spirit reminding him of what Jesus had said to him. I wonder sometimes how we just blindly go on past our Lord's warnings. What's the Lord saying to you to try to get you to stop the direction you're going? Don't keep moving in that direction. Yet the Bible says in verse 68, he denied. He said, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. So he's lying. Now here's a man who's a preacher of truth, who is now speaking lies, living a life of hypocrisy. Do you see how it gets worse and worse? Sin is so deceitful and the heart is so deceitfully wicked. And think of this. It's a young maid. What does he have to be scared of? This is that brazen fisherman that used to say, I'll go with you to death. By the way, this is the same man that will stand up on the day of Pentecost and preach boldly and 3,000 will be saved. Did you know that sin always makes a man a coward? It makes him go the wrong direction. And so it leads us to this final step when the Bible says in verse 71, he began to curse and to swear. Now he's not just denying it. Now he's using foul, filthy language to try to make his point. You know, sometimes when people get into gross things and they go really off the deep end, really what they're trying to do is silence their conscience trying to drown out that referee in the soul that says, you know this isn't right. That's exactly what Peter does as he curses and swears and says, I know not this man of whom you speak. And the Bible says at that moment, the cock crew the second time. And the Bible says that Peter thought thereon and wept. What a beautiful picture 
of the prodigal coming to himself. Would you stop and think thereon today? Where did you used to be? Where are you now? Where are you headed? If you stay on the course you're on right now, where will it lead to? This was a moment of brokenness in Peter's life, but remember God uses broken people. The Lord Jesus, after the resurrection, is going to send a personal message to Peter. Then He's going to appear to Simon Peter, have a, a private interview with him. And then He's going to empower him, and the prayer request of Jesus will be made complete. When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Peter's going to have his life changed, transformed because of all of this. And he's going to be the man who stands up and preaches on the day of Pentecost. He'll write two books of our New Testament, First and Second Peter. But he had to first come to the end of himself and to the end of his sin. And my friend, we all must do that. The beginning of what God wants in your life starts at the end of you. Would you think they're on today? Would you say to the Lord Jesus, Lord, I'm, I'm not headed the right direction. I'm not where I ought to be. I'm following at a distance from you. I'm, I'm dabbling in things I shouldn't be in. Lord, deliver me from all of this. And I tell you, as surely as there was hope in Peter's life, there's hope in your life. As surely as Christ was merciful to him, Christ will be merciful to you. Think of the rest of the story. The story doesn't end in Mark 14. It doesn't end there for Christ, and it doesn't end there for Peter. There's an empty tomb for Jesus, and there's a new beginning for Simon Peter, and there is in your life too today. Look to Jesus, think thereon, and let the Lord be real in your life again. It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today.